Welcome to Blessings in Christ. I'm Scott Roberts. Blessings in Christ is also the Church of Christ, preaching the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, of he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. The Church of Christ is scriptural in name, Romans 16, 16. Scriptural in origin, Colossians 1, 18. Scriptural in doctrine, 1 Timothy 4, 16. And scriptural in practice, James 1 and 22. Our lesson today is by James Mills from the Baltimore, Ohio Church of Christ. His lesson is, To Whom Shall We Go? And of course, this was uh, the response of Peter uh, telling Jesus that he would never leave him because Jesus has the words of eternal life. And all of us need to ask ourselves this question, are we going to be a follower of Jesus and be faithful unto death? Or are we going to fall back into the world and follow the things of the world? Once again, our lesson is To Whom Shall We Go by James Mills. We hope that you enjoy the lesson and please like us on Facebook. Thank you. Uh, if you want to get your Bibles, you can turn over to John chapter 6. And if you uh, remember... In John chapter 6, at the beginning of the chapter, Jesus had just fed uh, 5,000 with what? Five loaves and two fishes, as we want to call it. But uh, he had fed this great multitude with only those five loaves and two fish, right? Well, the following day, the following day, uh, the multitude had came back and they were looking for Jesus. And when they had found him, you know, then verse 25, when they found him on the other side of the sea, they said unto him, Rabbi, when camest thou hither? Jesus answered them and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, ye seek me, not because ye saw the miracles, but what? Because ye did eat of the loaves, and ye were filled. Labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life which the Son of Man shall give unto you, for him hath God the Father sealed. In verse 28, they said unto him, What shall we do? What shall we do that we might work the works of God? What shall we do, they asked him. Well, Jesus answered, verse 29, and he said to them, This is the work of God, that ye what believe on him whom he hath sent. They said therefore unto him, verse 30, What sign showest thou then that we may see and believe thee? What dost thou work? How can we know? What sign can you show us to let us know you're the one that we need to believe on? Verse 31, Our fathers did eat manna in the desert. As it is written, He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said unto them, verse 32, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but who my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven, and what? And giveth life unto the world. So they said, show us a sign. What sign can you show us to let us know that you are the one that we are to believe in? And he said, well, well, God, our fathers, he gave them manna. He gave them that bread that they could eat of. That was a sign. Show us a sign. 
And he said, Moses didn't give you that bread, but what my father gave you that bread. Now he said, my father is going to give you what? The bread of life. The bread of life. So you can imagine what these people were trying to comprehend, what they were thinking, what is this guy talking about, you know? The bread of life. And Jesus said in verse 35, I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. So Jesus said, I am that bread. I am that bread of life. I am that bread that the Father has sent to you. So now these people, they begin to murmur as we go on down into the chapter. They begin to murmur among themselves. They're like, what? Isn't this that same kid that was born of Joseph and Mary? And now he's trying to tell us that he's the bread of life? Isn't this that common man? That son that was born to Mary? And now he says, I'm the bread of life. Verse 41, the Jews then murmured at him because he said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. And they said, is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How is it then that he saith, I came down from heaven? Verse 48, Jesus says, I am that bread of life. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and what are dead. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven that a man may eat thereof and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. So now imagine these people are murmuring amongst themselves. Why, this is a common man. And he's claiming that he come down from heaven. And now he says, I am that bread. And if you eat of this bread, you will live forever. Imagine how confused these people are now. He claims he's from heaven. Now he's claiming that if we eat of this bread, then we will live forever. The Jews therefore strove among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? They had a lack of faith. A lack of faith. Why? They did not understand that Jesus was not talking about his flesh. He was not talking about eating of his body. They had a lack of faith. They did not understand what Jesus meant. So they began to murmur amongst themselves. So Jesus said, he knew that the murmuring was going on. Verily, verily, I say to you, except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, ye have no life in you. Whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath what? Eternal life. Eternal life. And I will raise him up at the last day. The people, those Jews, did not understand that Jesus was talking about the great sacrifice that he was about to give us. He was about to be crucified and hung on the cross. He was going to give his body and his blood. 
for our sins. These people thought he was talking about physically eating of his body and drinking of his blood. Verse 64, But there are some of you that believe not. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not. And who should betray him. And he said, Therefore said I unto you, that no man can come unto me, except it were given unto him of my Father. From that time, verse 66, from that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Lack of faith. These people did not believe that he was sent from heaven. These people did not know what he was talking about when he said, I am the bread of life. And to live forever and have everlasting life, you must eat of my body and drink of my blood. So what? They turned their back. What? They didn't follow after Jesus anymore. They turned their back and they left. Verse 67, Then said Jesus unto the twelve, Will ye also go away? So he turns to the twelve. He's like, look, they're leaving. What are you going to do? Are you going to leave as well? What did Peter say? What did Peter say? The next verse. Simon Peter, verse 68, answered at him. He said, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. This morning, each and every one of us need to ask the question. To whom shall we go? If it's not Jesus, then who are we going to go to? Peter answered and said, To whom shall we go, Lord? Where can we go? You have the words of eternal life. And we believe and are sure that thou art that Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered them, Have not I chosen you twelve, and one of you is a devil. This morning, I ask you, where will we go? If you're not choosing Jesus, who will you go to? And a lot of us have different answers. And when you ask people out to the world, if you don't choose Jesus, who will you choose? And there's a lot of different answers out there. A lot of different answers. But what did Peter say? Lord, you have the words of eternal life. Some choices that people have today. When they turn their back on Jesus and they choose someone else to follow after. People will claim that we will go where the majority goes, right? We'll go wherever the largest crowd is. Wherever we can find the most people, that's what we're going to do. Because surely, since there's a lot of people that believe this way, 
That has to be right. That's why we're small in number here at the Church of Christ at Baltimore. That's why when you travel to a true Church of Christ, you will see small numbers. Why? Because people want to follow the majority. What our friends think is right. That's what we'll do. Peer pressure, right? I don't want to be considered weird, right? I don't want to be that weird person that goes out there that believes in baptism for the remission of sins. Peter said, Lord, where will we go? Where will we go? You have the words of eternal life, but people choose to follow after the multitude, after the crowd. In Matthew chapter 7, Jesus says that there is a broad way. Chapter 7 of Matthew verse 13, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to what? Destruction. And many, there's that multitude, there's that crowd of people, and many there be which go in thereat. Destruction. Verse 14, Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way, which leadeth what? Unto life. And few there be that find it. There's only going to be a few that's going to find it. But still people choose rather than to follow after Jesus. We will go along with the crowd. We will go along with the crowd. Imagine if that's what happened back in Noah's day. Right? Genesis chapter 6. It repented God that he had made man. Why? Because the world became so wicked. And he said, I'm going to destroy it all. Because of the wickedness of man, he said, I will destroy it all. But what? He found favor in Noah's eyes, right? And he came to Noah and he said, guess what? I'm going to destroy this world. I'm going to destroy it all. Every living creature. Every living thing. But guess what he said. I've got commandments for you. Hope. We're talking about hope. Noah had hope. And God said this is what I command you to do. And he commanded him to build that ark. And he told him exactly what he wanted him to do. Just as today he is telling us exactly what. Why? Because he has the words of eternal life. Peter said, where are we going to go? Where are we going to go, Lord? What if Noah, when God commanded him what to do, he would have went somewhere else, right? When God said, hey, I've got the words of eternal life. I'm going to destroy this world. But you... You can save yourself. And imagine all of the multitude and the crowd of people while Noah was building that ark and they laugh and make fun of him like this crazy man thinks that there's going to be rain for 40 days and 40 nights and it's going to flood the whole earth 
And it's all going to be destroyed. I imagine it would be hard for me, right? This crazy guy says that God spoke to him and said, Hey, I'm going to destroy everything. But if you build this great big ark, you know, when this big flood comes, then you can save you and whoever is in this ark. Well, that's what happened, right? The crowd, the multitude, just as Peter said, where are we going to go? Well, all those people, what they chose to go the other way. And Noah done exactly what God commanded. Exactly why? Because God gave him the words of eternal life. Eternal life. But still people choose rather than to follow after Jesus. We will follow after the majority. What everyone else is doing. What everyone else is saying. Then we have others that claim that, well, we're going to listen to people that know what they're talking about, right? We're going to listen to the educated people, the scholars that study history, that study the books, and they know all about these fossils. They know a lot more than this what Bible knows. We can't believe what's in this book. We want to follow after what these smart people, these professors, these experts, that's what we want to listen to. Turn over to Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 55, verses 8 and 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways. What saith the Lord? For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways what higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. You can take all the knowledge, all the smart people in this world, all the professors, all these graduates of theological schools that you hear about. Oh, I, I graduated, yeah, I went to the this Bible college, that Bible college. All of that, and what did God tell us? What did God say? Your thoughts are not my thoughts, he said. What you may think about something is not the way I think about things. Your ways, he said, they're not my ways. It's my way, God said, right? My way. What did Peter say? Whom shall we go? Because what, Lord? You have the words, what? Of eternal life. But still people will say, I want to go. I want to follow these smart people. They have to know what they're talking about, right? They have to know what they're talking about. 
1 Corinthians chapter 1. We'll start there with verse 18. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish what foolishness. But unto us which are saved, why it is the power of God. To those unbelievers, when you talk about the words of God, what they said, that's foolishness. That's a bunch of junk, right? That's trash. Why? Because they're unbelievers. But to us that are Christians, it's the power of God. For it is written, verse 19, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and I will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. For the Jews require a sign and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But what we preach, Christ crucified. unto the Jews a stumbling block and unto the Greeks foolishness but unto them which are called both Jews and Greeks Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For ye see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. And base things of the world and things which are despised God hath chosen. Yea, and things which are not to bring to naught things that are. That no flesh should glory in his presence. All the wisdom of this world, what God said is foolishness, foolishness. It matters. None of it matters. What? He said the crucifixion. I preach unto you what? We preach Christ crucified. Take all the knowledge in this world, all the smart men, all the books that's written, all the universities, all the colleges, nothing, nothing compares to the knowledge of God. To whom shall we go? Where are we going to go, Lord? Peter said. Where are we going to go? You have the words of eternal life. 
Are we going to follow after a preacher? I pray this morning that everyone realizes that not only me, but any person that stands up in this pulpit is merely a man, a body. And any words that I speak unto you is nothing from me. Any words that a preacher stands up here and preaches to you is nothing coming from them, but what? It's coming from the words of God. It's the inspired word of God. And we may be blessed, brothers and sisters, to have the health to stand up here and speak those words to edify. But all those words, all these things that we talk of is coming from the words of God. The words of God. But still people want to follow after a preacher, right? Reverend so-and-so, right? Pastor, oh, my pastor said this. My pastor said that. Did you ever think about opening up your Bible? 2 <laughs> Timothy 2.15, study to show yourself approved unto God. Did you ever think about that? Did you ever think about what I may say or someone standing up here may say might not be truth? It happens. It happens a lot. Turn on your radio. Turn on your TV. You'll find it every day, every day, every day. But yet people, rather than follow after Jesus, they want to follow after a man, follow after a preacher, or follow after, we've got to include today, follow after what a woman says, right? It's not just what the man says. There's probably as equal amount of women preachers as there are men. Yet Paul warned, Paul warned in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, Paul warned those at Corinth. He says, beware. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 13, back up to verse 12. But what I do, Paul said, what I do, that I will do, that I may cut off occasion from them which desire occasion, that wherein they glory, they may be found even as we. We've got a lot of people that want to glory right in preaching the gospel. They want that glory. They want that praise. Oh, look at me. Look at me. But Paul said, For such, in verse 13, are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves, what? Into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Even Satan, he said. And don't get me wrong, there's a lot of good preachers out there. A lot of good people. A lot of good men. A lot of good men that stand up for sound doctrine. 
But also there's a lot of those what, that seek that glory, seek that praise. Want to take away from God because what they want to be that person. Beware. Paul said beware of these people. In Matthew chapter 15. Matthew 15 verses 12, and 12 through 14. Then came his disciples and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Pharisees were offended after they heard this saying? But he answered and said, Every plant which my heavenly Father hath not planted shall be rooted up. Let them alone, he said. Jesus said, let them alone. They be blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind lead the blind, both shall fall into the ditch. If you decide to let a preacher tell you what to do and tell you what's right, and what's wrong and you don't open up your Bible and you don't study the Word of God and you rightly divide it. Rightly divide it. And you see whether those things are truth or not. Then you're letting a blind person lead you around. The blind leading the blind. Open your Bible. Don't be afraid to hurt someone's feelings. You may have preachers that tell you, oh, you don't, you may not even need your Bible today, right?